Welcome to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. A couple things before we get started. Cambio CBD, it's a brand new brand with roots in moto and action sports. I've got some of this Cambio stuff as well. I've been using the drops. I've been using the hand sanitizer. My wife's been using the bath bomb. So they offer the finest pure and organic CBD products available, including athlete-inspired performance and recovery packs. If you're looking for a slam dunk Christmas gift for your lady, check out Cambio's beautiful bath crystal three-pack guaranteed to put a smile on her face. Visit Cambio-USA.com and look for Pulpamex link in the main menu for special deals. It's a percent off uh, of everything that you buy uh, just using the code Pulpamex. So Cambio-USA.com. Please check those guys out for all your CBD needs and uh, yeah, enjoy that. Also, Decal Works. You know the company. You know what they've been doing over the years. Uh, they have the Decal 500 right now. It is a $500 monthly uh, gift card to selected customers of theirs. Uh, it's really easy to do. You submit your best photo of your bike online when you are logged into your Decal Works account. Once your photo is approved, it qualifies you into the monthly drawing where a winner receives 500 bucks from Decal Works gift card. It's very, very easy. Uh, again, decalworks.com and uh, go to your Decal Work Decal MX account and do that. So please check that out. It's once a month, 500 bucks. You can only submit the uh, photo once, all right, people? So just do it once and don't worry about it. So thanks to the folks at Decal Works for that. Easy way to win $500 with those guys. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires and Renthal on racerxonline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Super Agent Lucas Myrtle. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, Snow stuff. Uh, mountain bike stuff, jet ski stuff. Uh, they got a whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Go on their website. Casual stuff. I've got some 2021 casual stuff I just got shipped to me and uh, great socks, shorts, T-shirts. Some really cool stuff over there at Flyracing. Flyracing.com. Good enough for Damon Bradshaw. It's good enough for you. Not to mention that Zach Osborne guy as well. Uh, thank you to uh, Fly Racing and all they do for us. Renthal, of course, you know the bars, you know the sprockets, the grips, all those things. A uh, great company over there at Renthal in, in the U.K., located in the U.K., made over there. And uh, these guys have been making quality products since way back, like in the early 80s. But in the, in the USA, 1986, Rick Johnson, David Bailey running Renthal. Uh, that was the first time that everybody saw that brand. So whether it's a Fat Bar 36 that just got introduced this year, the regular Fat Bar, the Twin Wall Bar, of course, super, super strong. Or the old 7.8s like RJ used to run. Renthal has got you covered. Uh, lots of bends, lots of so- uh, colors, lots of uh, uh, different options with the folks at Renthal. Grips, of course, half waffle, full waffle. You know, the gray, the gray grips. They've got it. Sprockets, chains. Renthal.com for more information on that. Uh, Honda has never, ever used anything other 
than Renthal since that time in 1986. So they got more brand, more titles than all the co- other brands combined, which is absolutely insane when you really think about it. So Renthal.com, uh, speaking of greatness, Maxxis tires, MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by Rod Bell and uh, A-Ray out there, mountain bike tires, the Minions light truck tires. I got a set on my Ridgeline. Uh, Maxxis.com for more information on that. They got great tires. They got the high-performance tires. They got tires that last forever as well. And uh, if it's rubber and it's round, uh, Maxis probably makes it. So please check those guys out, maxis.com, for more information on that. Uh, thanks to Cambio, of course. Uh, been involved with those guys lately. The uh, pulp code, pulp20, or just, I'm, I'm sorry, just pulp MX link in the main menu. Cambio-USA.com, CBD, uh, some of the finest products out there. And, of course, the Decal 500. Win a $500 works Decal Works gift card, uh, one per month. So simply by submitting your bike to those guys. So. Thank you for listening. Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Lucas Myrtle, guy I've known for a long time, uh, one of the true uh, behind-the-scenes agents, powerful agents in our sport. He's represented a lot of riders over the years and uh, and still does. So uh, listen to this open and honest conversation we have about his job, the industry as a whole, and why I didn't like him back in the day. All right. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Now, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, I spoke about in the opening about an agent in our sport of Supercross and Motocross and and how confusing it is and what do they do and what happens and are they needed and the worst things about an agent, the best things about an agent, all that type of stuff. Uh, so on the line to uh, talk a little bit about that, uh, he works for the Wasserman Media Group or Washington Agency, I should say, one of the massivest, biggest agency uh, corporations in the sport, whether it's uh, any of the big four sports or supercross and motocross or whatever it is. And uh, I've known this guy for a long time and happy to have him on the show. Lucas Murdo, what's up, Mertz? How are you? Good, Steve. Thanks for having me on, mate. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's good. It'll be really fun to, to wrap a little bit and, and give people an idea of the things that you see in our industry behind the scenes. And also, too, a lot of agents, Mertz, are, are, are not that honest. And I've, I, I've had some shitty dealings with agents. And and you, I don't think, are one of those guys. So I'm happy to have you on. But there's some agents in our sport. I wouldn't put them on a podcast for you know thousands of dollars because I just don't trust them. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, like uh, I just uh, and, and unfortunately too, some of those guys and the agents in in the sport have given good agents a bad name. You know, oh, oh big time. I feel like my whole career, or you know, I'm, I'm relatively relatively younger in this like i think my whole career i've had to kind of kind of break that mold and it's not a mold that like i've been able to break like oh you you over one business dealing yeah. or whatnot like yeah. I, like it's almost every dealing or whomever you whomever i deal deal with has had has been burnt before you know right, so right. It, it, it's a it's a process you know yeah. and you know sometimes the agents aren't always at fault like there's situations yeah, where yeah. You, you know what i mean like uh where you can look bad or you can come across bad or someone didn't get their way but no i, I i'm absolutely on board with what you said like i i genuinely kind of started out doing this to help my my friends and mm-hmm. help my athletes and to to now with the level i'm at you know that i i think it's a fair it's a fair it's a fair statement. I think yeah. a lot of these people doing this do a really shitty job, um, and they're not thorough, and um, you know, uh, you know, do short-sighted deals or deals that you know either they're already in bed with the team or they're, yeah. you know, like there are a lot of crappy deals, and so like for sure, um, very. 
Yeah, I I uh, I was the ex brand goggle guy for a number of years, so I dealt with some people uh, mm-hmm. agents on that. And like, I had an agent that you know well tell me agree to a deal for to wear goggles for their rider, agree to the bonuses, agree to a deal, and then I just was like, okay, everything's done. He's wearing the product; it's all good. I'll bring a contract to Anaheim One, and the week of Anaheim One, the agent calls me, says, "Hey, we're out," and I said, "What do you mean? Yeah, we're getting you know five thousand dollars more." some piddly amount from another company. And I was just yeah. like, you can't do that. You gave me your word. Like, and he's like, well, we don't have a contract. I said, yeah, but we agreed that I'm bringing it to Anaheim one. Like I would have faxed you one that same day. If this was, you know, we, this was all agreed to like, like that is just uh, uh, to me, just a terrible way to be an agent. Right. And you're, you're, you're throwing yeah. your client, you know, uh, under the bus and you're leaving for, you know, if some, if some, if the offer was, $15,000 more. Okay, fine. I get it. Whatever. You know what I mean? But to to switch for a small amount of money and then say, well, we don't have a contract when it was already agreed to that I was going to bring it to Anaheim. Like, I just, I can't believe that. I had another agent tell me one time I was trying to help my buddies at FXR with gear. And uh, I had an agent no. tell me, I, I, <laughs> I, had, no, I'm I had an agent tell me, uh, come in and be like, you can have my client for uh, $120,000. And I'm like, okay, zero chance of that happening. Like, have a good day. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, same agent calls me back a week later. Okay, 60. Like, <laughs> like you. and I'm just like, no. Like, no. Where's your 120 number? Go get that. Like, and, and that to me is like, you're doing your, you're doing your client a disservice when you're oh, that type sure. of guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can you imagine that to you? Like, no, no, my agent's got it. Will he? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He's got it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that agent should be selling discount furniture. It's 120. It's, uh, but next week it's, it's Saturday. Early literally like yeah. nine days later or something. It was half price. And, and like, I just was like, again, I'm like, yeah, no, still no, because I don't want to deal with somebody like you. I don't, I don't want that. Let's just, FXR will pay a fair price for the rider services, and we all know that 120 was insane for this rider. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? So stuff like that. So yeah, like, 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 there, there are certain instances like you, you shoot, you shoot high. Of course. Generally yeah. Uh, generally, it's market value, right? Yes. yes. And, and if there's a number there that that you know, if there's a Rider has its value, and I, I think it very, each each rider has its own marketability, own own, own strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we all know when you, you get into that gear, like if I was dealing with you at FXR, I think me and you land around 25000 Yeah, like, and here's the we, thing. Like, of course you're shooting high. You make more money, your client makes more money. I get yeah. it. And there's a ne- I, and that's called a negotiation, but you don't drop fifty percent in eight days. No, no, and and when I say like I think we'd land twenty five, let's let's just say if you know say the client was you know Jason Anderson or whomever, yeah. you know I think if I gave you a number, you'd be like, yeah, I kind of figured about that range. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah for but sure, then, yeah. And that's just from representing. Not that I represent Jason, I just use that for example. That's where. Obviously, there's good agents who probably represent and have have a you know have a finger right. in everything, right? And then there's people that are like you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it: they're joker brokers, right? And they're out there just oh, I can do it. This is easy. I I, I read the PRs on Racer X or they read Bible or whatnot, and, and and it's so misleading. Like you look at the Lawrence's deal right now, like 
of course they're HRC. Of course Red Bull took it. Of course they're Alpine stars. They call all that stuff. And it's like, I could you could have called me three months ago. And I'm like, I'm shooting for the stars. I, I think it might, but there's a thousand things that could kill this. And yeah, it, yeah. It, it was super fluid. But, um, you know, making that point, going back to it, you know, like it's not, not quite as, as clear cut, uh, you know, like I work. 16 to 18 hours a day on this right yeah like, yeah, yeah. We, we do do this as uh, as uh, this is gonna well, take care of my family and and more importantly dude I, i've got to look in the eyes of parents i got to look in the eyes of my athletes you know not today but 12 years down the road when maybe we're wrapping up their career or you know and go we didn't leave a dollar on the table or we we did everything with which with the best intentions to help grow your career. Yeah, right. And, and my, that's my, the key point. Yeah, and my point to those stories was that the this is what you sit down in front of a client, or you sit down in front of a team manager, or or, or a big gear guy, and the, I'm only talking about two instances that I probably have a few more, but you know I'm very I was very small guy in this in this pond of trying to broker some deals. Uh, I can imagine the shit that some of these guys that you're sitting across from a table automatically think about you or agents because of things that I just explained, right? And, and it's not like I was the only guy getting these crazy-ass uh, agent stories. So you have to fight through some of that, too. Yeah, and and, and it's, also, it's, like, it's a detriment for sure, but I don't know if I'd be as successful or have been ability to grow if I didn't if those guys may have not acted that way, uh, I think I, I have a completely unique, op, you know, I like sleeping at night, right? Like I like, I've got to feel good. I could look at, I'd rather meet with a sponsor or a potential sponsor than call them. Right. Mm -hmm. I need to, I, I, I want to have that relationship. I want to uh, have that. Like, I, I think, I think there's just honesty and integrity in it, you know, to the best. Like sometimes people may be like, oh, that sucked or they didn't get the deal and they'd be yeah. upset. That, yeah. That's human nature. Yeah. That's on anything. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But but I, I like to see the whites of people's eyes and, you know, like when I tell someone it can happen, I, I generally can. And if, if it can't or if something goes sideways, it's the first call is from me. It's no, holy, sh you know, there's yeah. no. yeah. I'm the most reachable guy in the world, I feel. I, I right? think you are. I think you are. Yeah. 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 And, and so, like, I kind of avoid any of those circumstances, which, you know, these are young kids and athletes and taste and athletes want to go one way one minute one, and then want to go the other way. I think you can get through that just by constantly communicating. Like, yeah. if, I was, if I mean you were dealing on a client that was, you know, wishy-washy on staying, I would have told you that. I'm like, here's where you can land him. Here's where we might not land him, and here's probably the reasons because of this, this, and this. Yeah. He didn't like this, and then let's try work it through. So the yeah. whole time you would have been like, man, you'd be telling your bosses, "Is like Myrtle's giving this a shot. I give us, I give a sixty percent chance of landing it, and then we go. I'm not going to take you down the path and go. Oh, you got him. You got him. Just get it to this price, and you got him. And then go. Ah, you didn't. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, and there are circumstances. Yeah. There was a circumstance re recently where we thought someone was uh, exercised their terminated an agreement mm -hmm. ver verbally, and then they came back. I got another deal, right? I got yep. another deal, and I went verbally, and then they exercised their first right of refusal, right? Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then, you know, <laughs> it, w it was one of those situations. I, I, it was like, yeah. oh, that, he, that was 
the behind the scenes, and you you don't represent Barsha or Thrasher or any of these guys. No, but the behind the scenes machinations of that deal, where Barsha was gone, then he then Yamaha matched, and then Thrasher signed. He got him. Thrasher had him out because the team was going to Gas Gas. Technically, not a KTM. Thrasher gets picked by Star Racing, who was very very aggressive. And then the Barsha thing falls into place for Gasket. I mean, can you, Myrtle, on the outside, uh, uh, just think of the, all the things that were going on with that deal? It had to have been insane. No, it was because we're traveling every weekend, and yep. like certain people are always sitting next to me on the flight. So you know, yep. so I was kind of like in on, like knew what was happening. You know, yeah. So one week they're happy, one week ah. <laughs> and then, then when I found out what happened, yeah, I, I was I was kind of impressed. Like, probably yeah. would do the same. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. probably was, do. Yeah. I probably do the same. I, I don't can't talk for that represent the representative of both those guys, but. Well, the, 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 the part about the Yamaha using its first rider refusal, which is in every standard contract, yeah. people need to understand yes. that. Like, every rider out there has a clause in their con contract that says, um, we will match, if we can match every part of your deal, uh, we, we can do that, and we, we return the right to, to, to have you under contract. Yeah. Now, it yeah. never gets used. Never. <laughs> or very yeah. rarely. Very rarely. Yeah, I, probably, I'd say, like, uh, just for the listeners, the first rider refusal is right. So you sign a two-year deal with Honda, right? They have a great two years contract up. They always want to retain the right to re-sign you, right? Yeah, the yeah. right to, let, let's say, if KTM comes and offers you $2 million, Honda wants that contractual right to to match that offer mm -hmm. and then keep, keep you, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so, and I guess what, what Steve's saying is, is really, like, in the circumstances that that offer comes in, and then uh, the rider's like, no, I really want to go to Yamaha. I don't want to stay at Honda. Yeah, yeah. Rarely does this Honda go, we don't give a, we don't care what you want. <laughs> yeah. We're taking, we're acting on our contractual right. Yeah. That, that rarely, rarely happens. Nor, and me as an agent would be like, who wants to, who wants to pay a rider X amount of dollars and he doesn't want to be here? Yeah, he, does, he doesn't want to ride your bike anymore. You want to go to another team. He doesn't want to ride your bike. Right. So, you, you know, so that's where the first, for the listeners, first rider refusal mm -hmm. on, on the contractual process and why it's rarely, rarely uh, enforced. But when it does, yeah. it's, uh, it gets tricky. I, and it has been, everyone blasts, and, and nine times out of ten, people just want to see what you're getting offered. Yeah. So they activate, like, okay, send us the offer. And then, then they honestly get a look at what you're getting paid, what the other bonuses are, what, yeah, yeah. what the terms are, and that, that's a that's a kind of sh shitty thing about them. Is you, you kind of go, oh, well. well, here's our cards. Yeah, here's all our cards. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, what uh, your clients, the Jet Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, uh, Ryan mm -hmm. Villapoto, uh, Filthy Phil, a little bit. Um, who else? Who else we got? Stars Robinson, yep. Max Volan, yep. Levi Kitchen. Um, Joe Shimoda. Shimoda, yeah, that's right. Jacob Hayes, uh, Ryder McNabb from Canada. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Yep, uh, awesome. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, and a fair few more. Um, um, so now, what do you what do you say now? And 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 I understand that, but what do you say to critics? And there's plenty of people in the pits who will you know talk shit on anybody that you can mm -hmm. do. What do you say to the people that say, ah, Myr Myrtle has too many clients. He has too many clients. He can't 
service his guys? Because you do have a big roster, more so than a yep. lot of guys. Uh, what's your what's your take to that? And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's out there. Everyone has jobs right now and really good jobs, right? right? Um, uh, and the other fact is, so that's just on the arrogant, like, you know, off-the-cuff answer. Like, yep. say that to me if I got no one in jobs, right? The only writer right now that – I have that is out of out of work would be uh, Phil Nicoletti, right? Right. But your number one. Your number one writer. Your number one. My writer. number one guy is you know, but we're waiting for the right deal. We're not going <laughs> to sign the first thing. That <laughs> you know, no. But there's a lot of stuff going behind behind the scenes that you know we wouldn't be in that situation. Phil would have been in a really good situation. Um, yeah. Should should Canada kept going and and whatnot, but yep. Um, but he had a really good thing going up in Canada and, for sure. And was loving it. So he was just a direct casualty from COVID nineteen sponsor. You know, sponsors pulling out. Yep. But uh, to go back to the original yeah. question, like, do I have too many guys? I'm the guy. Uh, you, in my opinion, you want Lucas Myrtle. You want you know. You want an agent, not just Lucas Myrtle. You want an agent that no that that has deals all around, right? As as you want to know what they're getting or, or what they're, you know, what that's worth or how that deal would work or what's that team, what was your experience there? If you're a one-trick pony, we go back to these agents that are out there and offer, you know, come up with insane prices and cost riders deal, which we went through this year, a couple of agents burnt their guys bad. Um, you know, that's the situation you get in. If you don't know, you know, I need to know, like you could ask me, okay, what? When did I know about Geico Honda? Yeah, long before the riders did. Mm-hmm. Right, long before I was already. By the time that came out in the media, I was already placing. I, I was already working. Right, right. Like, like I was just like, okay, now here comes. So if, uh, if a guy like uh, uh, Hartraft or who you worked with a little bit or Hayes is like, hey, get me on Geico, you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And that's what you you would tell the, those guys, right? Uh, you know, so you're already working in you. You know, I have a working document where I, I'm constantly placing and that goes three or four years in advance, mm-hmm. knowing where the holes are and, and whatnot. Like you see a lot of, you know, and I hear it cause when I speak to the team managers, they're like, oh, yeah, this guy coming to offer me that. And I'm like, why would you even make that? Why would you even make that meeting? They don't have a spot. Right. Nor for your guy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. So, so, again, that's why. But, you know, like each of their own. Um, you know, so certain guys have certain styles. My style is to to do the best job for the most uh, most amount of clients to mm-hmm. give them the most knowledge and the most ability and the most access to rides. Sometimes it's getting one ride here and I'm moving one person here, which opens that up. So you kind of yep. But okay, so the flip side of that would be like, look, uh, for a while you worked with Heartraft, right? And uh, do you mm-hmm. still help Brandon? I don't know if you still help. No, him or no, not, but, he okay. did his own deal. This one. So you 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 helping out Heartraft and you're helping out uh, Troll Train for a while. A couple of yep. guys. Um, they they're going for similar rides. Uh, you know, and so now you as an agent, you're talking to um uh um Scuba Steve at Husky or Roger Ian, and and, mm-hmm. and they're looking for a guy for the Rockstar 250 spot, and you've got two guys. Uh, how do you determine who you're talking to and how you place somebody there? Because the the criticism out there is like, ah, oh, you know, I, I want him to be working just for me and fighting just for me, not for Alex Martin. You know what I mean? If I'm if I'm no, left, no, for sure, and that's an open criticism I've taken for sure. Uh, 
chant from parents or, or whomever, athletes yep. themselves. Going, yep. You know, because athletes generally don't blame themselves or, you know, really don't, you know, that's just It's, not it's pretty the, tough for them to do, yes. <laughs> yes, yes yeah. exactly. There's, it's really hard. Not, not against them, but I don't make the decision. Right. Yeah. I don't. Make, I, I don't write the check for Mitch Payton at Pro Circuit. Right. I. In fact, you go in and talk to Mitch Payton. You think anyone's told Mitch how to do do what run a race team or what he should sign or who he should sign? Mm-hmm. No. He's more qualified than anyone. You go in and talk to Mitch and you give him the facts. Right. So when Mitch had that that last spot open, mm-hmm. I had several riders that were open for that, and Mitch will even tell you. Yep. So what? Did, so what did Lucas Merle come in? I printed off the results for the last two years, each guy showing their trajectory, their age, every finish, whole shot position, you know, start yep. position, right? Yep. And, and even all the amateur. So what I did as an agent, I went there and gave Mitch the info and, and, and presented it and make sure that, that he knew what he was going to buy, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so I'm Mitch with, with the info that, you know, he wanted to look at. He needed to make a decision. He needed to know who was available, right? Yep. And, and so when there's multiple riders going for it, a lot of my riders go, that, that's how it goes. That's why I have my heel, you know. And, and in that kind of position, which is a key point we'll get into talking about, is when you're at that position in this sport, you know, you're, you're on the cast not making it. One, you probably don't need an agent that much because I'm not doing a whole lot. Like there's no real negotiation when you're getting that last ride or you're riding for a B-level team. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll, it's not like, oh, I won't do it because I'm, I'm a big-time agent. No, I'll still do it. But the influence I have as the agent to, to close that deal is not a big big influence. That's discretionary on the team and what the direction they want to go. Mm-hmm. I give them the info. I follow up. I follow up and I follow up. You know, yep. for that fifth ride at Pro Circuit, I probably was down at Mitch's twice a week. Yep. You know, discussing, yep. talking, looking at options, and constantly massaging that into who he wanted to choose. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, right? And and absolutely. And at some point, Mitch runs a uh, he has like a tryout, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's what Mitch, Mitch decided to do. He he test rode four guys on that bike. Right. Now, uh, Alex Martin, you worked with for a number of years, uh, got, yeah. him, got him the deal at JGR. He kind of falls into that category where you guys yeah. separated and you were like, look, Al, there's not a ton for you, and, and you know, you're not going to make a massive deal because of what's going yeah. out there. So, you know, you kind of know how to do this. Yeah. So, like, when, when I started working with Alex was just when he started doing well on the uh, Star Yamaha, right? Mm-hmm. He was on a one-year deal there. So, at, at that point in Alex's career, he needed to really focus on riding. He had multiple offers, right? He didn't want to be the one dealing with that, right? And so, you ta- we took over. We started working to- together. He, did, we, he decided to go KTM, much to the dismay of the other team. Right, so he went another direction, and then from KTM he got dropped by KTM, and we were very fortunate to land a good ride with JGR. Mm-hmm. We had so we had a real good, you know, four or five years working together, right? And then he gets to the point where you know he turns, he's in his thirties next year, you know, he's getting older, right? Yep. Um, it's going to be what it's going to be. It doesn't mean he can't win a title next year, but the negotiation he's going to have to take on a very personal role in his future deals, right? The third-party agent, you know, having that agent representing you 
isn't going to be the answer between you getting the right or not getting the right. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, like the 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 avenues, the roads, you know, split really into one direction for him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't multiple avenues. It wasn't, you know. So, and it goes for a lot of athletes that I've represented. You know, I looked at the the top ten of of the outdoors this season. I, I I'd represented eight of the top ten deals. You know, at most of the. Oh rounds. really? I, oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. And I'd done a lot of those deals if I was still working with them. Yeah. But a lot of those deals, I was probably with that athlete for six years. We got to a point doing their third two fifty deal, their fourth two fifty deal. Guy, if it hasn't worked out, the business model. The business model of Supercross is strictly get out of the 250 class. That's the business model that pays the most dividends. If you ask any kid, it doesn't always work out that way with injuries. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, but but if you're unfortunately in that 250 class and you're onto your third, fourth deal, I'm not doing a whole lot of negotiation. I'm, I'm placing you. Yeah. I'm making sure you're in front, and and now you're at the beck and call of. Do they have a spot open? Who's the next best guy available? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that rookie going to be good enough to come up next year? And then that leaves you in a one-year deal. So then you're year to year in that point, and that's where the relationship. You better hope that team manager loves you. Yeah, right? yeah. You better offer maybe point, more than results. Also, right? You better be yeah, a so test rider becomes, or a good guy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then it becomes very personality driven, and, and and I've told guys, no, you should probably. This next deal, you should kind of get in there and call this guy yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. because it's touch and touch and go. Like when when you have the agent, that's you taking yourself out of it and letting letting me handle the business side of things, right? Because you want to focus, you want to you want to you you want to uh, separation from that, right? You know? Right. How is uh, so? We saw Geico fold up, JGR fold up. Unfortunately, COVID yep. uh, has been a real uh, bummer for a lot of things. Even though our industry is, is thriving a little bit, but the race team stuff isn't so much. How's that affecting everything for you? How do you feel about our sport going forward with those two teams folding and and this virus still hanging in the air? Or is there not a lot of difference business as usual for you? Uh, no, I, I think we got super fortunate, uh, and I think you can agree uh, with me on that. I think. I'm going to say in April, June, I think we were running out of excuses. <laughs> you know, right, I don't right. know how much we guys were paid to race. And, and we were super fortunate that Feld pulled the trigger and got got the guys back on the track and delivering what they were contracted to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think we were fortunate because I think I got to my uh, a few sleepless weeks where I'm like, oh, my God, like this is going to get ugly. You know, certain teams started – you know, cutting back and, you know, yep. saving costs. Yeah. Like we're about yeah. a month away from the whole industry going, uh, this racing thing yeah. we're putting on hold, you know, <laughs> and, and it was a concern. And, and we were, again, you've got to give Dave Prado, Mike Murray and the guys that fell, uh, they cop a lot of heat, but they pulled it off. They really did pull it off. And, and, and a lot of athletes um, are fortunate to it, for it because if there was other sports like, uh, you know, stick and ball, they were hurting, mm-hmm. you know, um, surf hasn't had an event yet, you know, like, uh, action sports, there was no X games. Like there's been, there's, there's some bleeding there for sure. And, and relatively, uh, supercross and motocross as a sport, and especially what Davey Coombs and, 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 and MX sports was able to pull off mm-hmm. is just incredible. Right. It, it, it is incredible. Like it's, we're in December now, and we made it through it, you know. 
Um, yeah. There, yeah. there was casualties and there is going to be ongoing casualties from it. And, and the fact that, you know, a lot of these deals, you know, from if you're pro tape or rental or FMF or, or, or whomever, you know, yeah. Yeah. they like going to the races, right? Yeah. A lot of this deal is to smell, feel, touch, be there, right? So with no fans, that that makes it another hard sell again. So there will be, you know, there is some casualties. There is, you know, deals that aren't quite as, you know, deals that quite frankly just kept happening because that's just what we did, right? They just kept falling into place. Those you're seeing get haircuts or maybe going away or, or – um, or taking on a different uh, payment structure due to COVID, so mm-hmm. there is a there is a bit of a reset going on, and, and then to go on and talk about the teams with Geico going away, and, and then JGR, uh, two of the best teams in the pits. Like I love both those. I like both those teams. I absolutely love dealing with with Jeff and Ziggy. They're incredible, and, and, and I had a great amount of respect for Jeremy Albrecht and Coy. Like mm-hmm. I like I like those guys. Like. I don't have a bad story about those teams, and that's me personally. I'm on a personal right. side. I actually called J Bone yesterday just to tell him, "Hey, I've missed you, but I enjoyed. I pre- respect you. You you talked to me when I was nothing, and you talked to me the same as when I was something." And I right. said, "I just wanted to, I, like I just called him and said, I just want you to know that I'm sure we'll work together at some point, and you know, I just wasn't always going to call you because I wanted to sign you to sign an athlete." I yeah. like you. I yeah. care about you, and and that's that's the real shame of of them going away. What I see, you know, but I'm also it's not also all doom and gloom, you know. Phoenix Honda's now more, you know, relevant. Michael Lindsay got a shot in the arm, and now HRC's got a 250 program, right? Now you see um, um, Barrex. It's Barrex, right? Yeah, uh, Barrex. Yeah. Yep. So now they're relevant now and then 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 you see hep suzuki they get a shot in the arm so it also through 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 some you know good things good things fall apart so better things can maybe fall into place i'd like to hope that these teams that may have never got a shot to be a factory team or may have never you know had a chance to sign a rider of a x caliber now really taking the ball and run with it and having different ideas on attracting new sponsors and and probably you know my advice to them would be like think outside the box you know let's do it better you know and and make it last so i'm not although i miss those guys i'm I'm also excited for for some new people to get an opportunity you know yeah for sure now i mentioned off the top how you work for the wasserman agency which is i mean Mm -hmm. you know you want to talk about a sports an athlete agency it's maybe one of the biggest ones out there, and NHL and, and, and everybody. How much – now, you're you're tucked away, I imagine, in the corner of this motorsport division. Um, how much, though, does being – working for Rosserman help you to try to get uh, a foot in the door with other people? Now, that's one of my criticisms of and – and I like Steve Astafan. He, he ran the motorsports division there and Roxon and everything else, and he broke away. One of my things was always like – why can't Astafan do anything? Uh, you know, there was a little bit of stuff with discount tire and a little bit, but I would think with the reach and the power of WMG that there should be more ability for you guys, and this would just, you know, help you you profit and everybody else, to bring in some outside some outside people to our sport. What's going on with that? Uh, 
I don't think it's from a lack of trying. Yeah, right? I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not from a lack of trying. Although, you know, you can you can see the you can see the other motorsports, right? And I'll, I'll break it down as best as I can, right? MotoGP, Formula One, World Superbike, uh, MXGP. First and foremost, are a TV property. They're a media company, yeah, right? Yeah. And so what? So how they attract sponsors and how non-endemic sponsors, they really go on media value, right? Mm-hmm. So our media value right now, you know, we're, we're a growing sport. We're the best action sport in the world. But here in America, we're competing against some incredible properties, yep. meaning the NFL, NBA, right. MLB, hockey, I mean, the NASCAR, you know, the, yep. there's a lot of sports which have just such a media value that you can't deny it. You can't like, so what you generally need is someone with a straight interest. Like if it goes on numbers, yep. you know, if, hey, okay, we, we're discount tire and it goes on numbers or if we're Jimmy John's or whatnot. Yep. At the end of the day, they look at their media footprint that they get from our sport compared to where they can go elsewhere it just isn't in the spot it needs to be yet. Yeah. Right. Oh, I don't know if and it ever that, will get there, to be honest. I don't know. But yeah. I would love to think it will. I, I hope I can make key athletes into bigger assets that mm-hmm. transcend just our endemic space. So, unfortunately, as a sport, we've been really, really stuck into selling tickets, right? And yeah. putting seats and bums. And that, that was, that's where we were. And I think we're making great steps on our on TV packages and pay-per-views and gold packages, which right. is bringing people in. But like, if you look at MotoGP, Formula One, all that, they don't care about selling tickets. They care about the TV package and providing a media package that creates revenue for sponsors and that. Yeah. So until we get there, and I, I think MXGP does a really good job of it mm-hmm. because the media package the ability to watch MXGP and follow that sport, and just just the overall media package for a sponsor, it's pretty pretty nice. Like I, I can see where we will be, but uh, but we we're still in that right. infant stages of really. I know I've told this story a few times. Like I'm a huge hockey guy, as you are you, right? And you like you yeah. like the crappy LA Kings, and and I like the powerful Toronto Maple Leafs. But um, I, I always tell this story. Like the hockey gets about a million people. And they get mocked in the mainstream press for the ratings, right? They get seven hundred to a million people to watch uh, to watch a game, and they get mocked. We get three hundred and fifty thousand dollars or three hundred fifty thousand people watching at most yeah. at peak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just look at that. Like hockey's a million, and they get laughed out of the uh, mainstream. So yeah. we've got a long way to go. So that's one point of it, right? That's the media part of it, and then the other part of but where we're really strong, and right is we give brand credibility. We give youth impression. We give content impression. And so we still are super strong. Like Monster was built on action sports. Red Bull was built on action sports and really being in our space. We can build brands. It's just, you know, it's getting, getting, you know, getting these people out of an office in New York who yeah. handles the marketing budget for, for Geico or, or whatever the big uh, multinational brand is, is to, to really educate them on that. It's, you know, it's so frustrating to, for JGR to go two years without being able to get a sponsor. Yeah. Although, you know, I've heard, and they turned down some deals too. You know what I mean? Like they, they yeah. could have had some titles and they, they were setting a price and Koi wasn't moving off that. Um, mm-hmm. 
but it's disappointing to them not have a title. It's disappointing to have Jimmy Johns and uh, and Dodge in our sport for like a year or two, and then just be like, nah, we're out. Like they come in, they they're not getting their value, right? And they leave. Uh, it's yeah, just depressing. But there's also like a certain amount of uh, uh, on a deal. No deal can last forever. Like how yeah, many- yeah, Geico Honda, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no deal. Like if Jimmy Johns wants to come in for a year, right, or two years, we've got to welcome it, knock it out of the park. Yep. Then they probably don't need to touch that demographic or that youth market. Did they get the core credibility? Did they get the exposure they wanted? Uh, we don't need to hit that. Maybe the, and, and companies do do that, and it's not really generally the fault of the sport or whatnot, mm-hmm. but they hit it. They saw their increase, they saw their return, and then they're they, ready they to move go. on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now we want to hit urban market, or right. we want to hit, you know, uh, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, w- whatever it could be, whatever demographic they move on to next, and so we'll go that. It's just that we just don't have a revolving door of guys trying to get in that door, you know. Sure. I know, and, and I just think I'm strong believer that we do offer, you know, brand credibility. That's what we sell. We sell content. We give, you know, but when it comes down to head-to-head with a billboard out the front of LAX on the 405, sometimes that probably beats us sometimes. Yeah. We've got to grow that. And that's my job. That's my job in building, you know, some superstars in the sport and, and slowly doing it. We right. are the coolest sport in the world. There's nothing better than watching Supercross. It's pretty good. Now yeah. we've got to get that into everyone's living rooms, and that's through – could be through Hulu, Netflix, and different projects. I'm piecing, piecing together now with key athletes to get them into everyone's door, you know? Right. Um, you can tread lightly on this question, or you can mm-hmm. tell me what you want, think. But one of my – like, I, okay, so the energy drinks. like, And, look, there have been a boon to our sport. They keep it going. But I was I was involved in the sport before they were around. And, and, and to me, people want to say, oh, if you want to, the energy drinks are keeping the thing alive. Well, I say no. They, they are certainly helping, but our, our endemic sport with the ticket sales and the, all the things that we've just discussed is big enough that, you know, people will come into our sport because, you know, so I don't want to hear about how the, everybody owes the energy drinks everything, okay? Like, they're awesome. They've helped out. I get it for sure. Uh, but, but to me, the, the sport was here before them, and it'll be, gone out, it'll be here after them, okay? So that's my opinion. But now having said that, behind the scenes – you know, I you hear some things that these energy drink companies, these some of these CEO guys, some of these uh, uh, guys that are involved at the energy drinks, some of the decisions they make, some of the things they demand, some of the things they work. I just like at some point, you know, like I, I have a lot of sponsors at Pulp MX. I, I, I Fly being the biggest one. Fly doesn't call me and say, "Hey, man, you need to do your show this way." You know, we pay you this much money. You, you need to do your show this way. This is who you need to have as a guest. They, they sponsor the show because they believe in me and my ability to run a show and be funny, entertaining, and all of that. While the energy drinks, I feel, Myrtle, step out of their, step out of their line a lot in our sport. And it's not always a good thing. I mean, I, again, I'm thankful that they're here. But some of these stories I hear about the energy drinks just drive me crazy. Yeah, I, I can see your point, and I yep. can also I, I can see your point completely, and I can also see their point. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, to, to be devil's advocate, if Fly paid you five times what they paid you, they may they may be looking for more bang for their buck, right? Mm-hmm. Right, like, and, and I'm just speculating on what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on the deal, right? It really depends. Like, I can do a deal with someone, 
and they're just stoked as, right? I can do a big deal with someone and I just can't keep them happy. The worst thing that can happen is if my guy wins. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, like the right. worst thing that can happen yeah. is I, I, I've got 10 messages during the main event. They're like, oh, where the, why the, why is this so small? And you're just like, <laughs> you, you, you know. So yeah, I think, really- did you tell me, no, sorry to interrupt you, but I think it was you telling me that you were getting a text while the guy was on the line uh, from a sponsor freaking yeah. out about a logo or something and you're like the gate's oh, about to drop <laughs> like, oh they're freaking out on the no it wasn't just the logo it was the camera angle on the start strike was that it, it? okay it was the, it was the camera angle and you're like can we just discuss this monday like yeah the camera angle what, what they they shot a little to the right and their logo wasn't there oh my god and, and so and I, yeah. and, and I didn't know if they wanted me to run down and, <laughs> and move the camera position or whatnot needless to say I, I ended that deal they wanted to stay on yeah and me and the client just said uh nah, we're out yeah but like, yeah, yeah. like I, I don't think we're going to ever keep you happy yeah. because if if I'm gonna get in trouble on the t- <laughs> on the camera angles, like um, yeah, yeah, you're like I, I'm, you, I'm you good. Got, I don't need you guys. Like yeah. we're, we're good. Like yeah. Okay. So, anyways, back to back to what you're saying. Um. So to go back on the energy drinks, look. Yeah. I think they're they're great. I think they get a lot of value. They've built <laughs> they've built some record breaking stock prices on the back of action sports. Uh, they'll forever, you know have really cornered and attacked the demographic through that and being super successful. On the other hand, we, we do need them to, to be there. And we also, we've also got to back the product we give. Right. And, and you know, it's not charity. This is, this is a, a business arrangement. It's mm-hmm. an exchange of goods for credibility, sponsorship, exposure, the likes. Right. Um, so as a sport, we've also got to hold, hold tight on, on what we give and not, but but they have been around a, a long time, and they 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 have their bosses to answer to as well. So you you continue a deal, right? It's like kind of how we talked before. Like when Rockstar continues with Husky, you can't just repeat the same thing and expect it just to go forever. Right? They, those guys like Kelso or or Dave Gallen and Mitch Covington or Jeremy Miller, they have to increase the value they're giving you, you you can't you know just say the value was this five years ago and this is what we do and we're always going to do it right? Right, right that that that's not that so yeah sometimes there's some overextension on, on asks and wants mm-hmm. for sure but at the same point they're, they're they're trying to do get make sure they get the return on investment and justify their right. the investment they put in so for sure i can i can see the frustration on both parts i've often said that you know maybe you know, maybe the non-endemic companies like, you know, it would, I don't believe it'd be the end of the world should the energy drinks pull out because I just think it would create a lot of opportunity maybe for digital content, mm-hmm. you know, cellular to come in. Like it wouldn't, it, it, let's say, for example, Monster pulled out or whatnot, you know, I, I don't think it would be that bad for AT&T to come in as title sponsor and then T-Mobile would need to sponsor a team and yeah, then, you, yeah. you know, uh, Verizon would come in, you know, because it, it always fits. I always love that demographic. I always love that, that you know, mm-hmm. that market of cellular, cellular data and uh, content should yeah. always be in our sport. 
but at what level can they get in right now? A company like that would only want to own the series, right? Or own a team. Yeah. And right yeah. now they haven't been pushed to get in there. Yeah. You know? Crazy and crazy that Honda can't seem to get somebody. And I know I'm sure they've tried, but they've been sponsorless for a long time and that's Honda. You know, I mean that's a that's a terrific team. So Yeah, but but Honda also wants the right partner too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and, and they've I think they're very comfortable and, you know, the business model is changing. Like they are going to need some stuff and and whatnot, but also Honda isn't going to, you know, completely, you know, change the color of the motorcycle or or change what a HRC motorcycle looks like. Yeah. They they would need the right partner at the right time that makes the most sense. So, um, you know, they don't want to be in a revolving door situation, I think, um, that's just the the pride of, pride of Honda and, and the, the direction they've always kind of run HRC. You know, sure. they were Red Bull one. You know, for a few years there, mm-hmm. they were muscle milk and the branding was minimal. You yeah, know, it was. Very minimal. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Lucas Myrtle, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Justin Brayton, Zach Osborne, uh, Savachi, Bogle, a few guys uh, wearing Fly Racing, of course. Flyracing.com. Their 2021 line is out and uh, doing a great job with that. Go to your favorite dealer, your favorite e-tailer. And the folks at Fly Racing WPS make a lot of other stuff as well. Uh, how, how's, how, how's Max Steffens there to negotiate deals with uh, Myrtle? How, how is he when you sit across it from Max? And, and you know, and JT, if, if he's involved a little bit uh, over there at WPS, we haven't done a whole lot great deal together. Right, I, I like those guys, like right. them a lot. Uh, I, I always, I always sit with JT at the outdoors. I probably bug him, but um, right, no, I really like him. Talk football, um, great company. They're doing, they, they, they're yeah, they're they, they're doing good things for sure. They're doing yeah, good yeah. things, yeah, yeah, and they're become, yeah, they sports sports a better place with with max and jt in it and uh, and fly so. uh, absolutely so fly racing rental.com uh max's tires of course alex ray uh, rod bell you got to get rod bell for client you got to get rod bell he's he's phenomenal. Yeah, you know, he don't need me he's doing great without me. yeah yeah good point uh maxis.com for more information utv tires of course uh dirt bike tires mountain bike tires and, and the thanks to folks at rental of course fat bar 36 ken roxon wearing using the fat bar 36 to win some races this year thanks to the folks at race tech as well pulp 20 is the code to save with race tech get your motor work uh get your motor service get them some work done get your suspension service get some revalve done their gold kits are fantastic uh, gold valve kits are great at race tech so please check those guys out and uh race tech service centers all over the country uh mertz let's talk a little bit about your clients now a little bit one by one here um can i just make a full confession here mertz a full confession yeah. i'm jetted out i'm jetted out and that's due to you okay so i can't wait till we get racing in houston and now i can see jet on the on motocross track <laughs> It's good for the sport, yeah. you know. It's great, and we just talked about it. You know, like we really, I think. Uh, as he's a got sport, merch. He's got a video. He's got new gear. He's got a re- an energy drink, new team, a lot of jet. Yeah, we got to embrace it. We got to em- <laughs> we got to embrace it, and I want this. And it's not just jet. Like I, I have, you know, Max Ball and Styles Robinson, that generation. Yep, yep. You know, Levi Kitchen, Joe Shimoda. Like, we, we've really got to, as a sport, you know, mm-hmm. these guys I need to make superstars. I need to make them and push them in every every avenue possible. Jets obviously um, had an incredible rookie year, you know. Um, very marketable kid, and, and, and he's got a lot of buzz on that. Yeah. I don't give a shit what the industry says if they think it's like being straight up 
Yeah. They, oh, this is too much. Well, guess what? I'm not trying. Everyone in the industry already knows who Jet Lawrence is, right? Yeah. If we're to, if we're to grow the sport, I need the I need I need Jet Lawrence in in every every living room in America. I need Joe Shimoda in every living room in Japan and America. You know, Max Volan, for mm-hmm. example, Styles Robinson. If we are to grow and, and become bigger. We need to make storylines and we need to overexpose. So I've, const- I've heard it before. I couldn't give a shit. I couldn't give a shit well, if... I'm uh, old school, right? I'm an old yeah, school... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not the guy you're catering to, for sure. Yeah, uh, you already know who Jet Lawrence is. I've already done his... Him winning races and doing that, he's already done his job. Right. The job now is to bring in new fans and to show and introduce people to this sport, get people on motorcycles and, and, and riding and, and stuff. So, you know... Guy who lives in in Albuquerque, right? You know, rode since since the eighties. He's probably not going to like what Jet Lawrence is about. We ain't trying to sell you <laughs> yeah. on anything. You're Jet like, Lawrence. I don't really care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. don't care. Uh, uh, you know, you already know who he is. So yeah, yeah. you know, so, so there's certain stuff that we're going to do with these younger wow. younger athletes. And, and and as we, you know, you know, I've been doing this a while now, and and I see the pitfalls, and I see where we've got to go as a sport. You know, yep. I don't mind. I don't mind Jet saying what he wants to say. I don't mind Styles doing what he wants to do. You know, within mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. But but we we definitely um, have to attract a a broader audience. Again, I don't care if someone endemically says, "Oh, he's cocky" or "He's this." I don't didn't want you to like him. Like yep. that's fine. You you'll probably say it's the same thing when we live. We li- I lived through the Jason Lawrence thing. Everyone hated him. Everyone hated the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, now, now everyone's like, oh, I miss J-Law. He was awesome. <laughs> now everyone's got this like, opinion yeah, that, yeah. that he was the greatest thing ever. But yeah. if you lived it at that time, that endemic fam hated him. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely. But, and, but and there's a difference, though. Like- J- J-Law was a dick off the track to many people. Jet mm-hmm. Jet is not that way. Jet's cool. He's the kid. He's no. funny. Like yeah. So there's a I, there's a little bit difference there to me. But like the number one thing, I don't mind. You know, and and Jet Jet could answer this yourself, and and I'm sure all my athletes. It's they don't mind if you're talking about them. They'll mind if you're not talking about yeah, them. Yeah. You know. So there's going to be stuff that rolls out for any one of my clients over the right. next ten years of this current crop of you know potential mm-hmm. superstars that. I, we will disrupt the norm. We will push the envelope, and maybe I'll be wrong on some things. Maybe I'll be, I'll, I'll knock it out of the park, and maybe we don't want to see a heap of screaming TikTokers around the semi truck. Right. But I'll get them in there. You know, <laughs> I, you know? I, uh, I, I love it. I, I mean, I love it. The fact that I think Jet's the real deal. I think he's going to win races. That's what I care about in the media. I don't care about the ads. I don't care about the videos. I mean, they're all cool, but yeah, I, you're gonna hate what's coming. Okay, all right, good, good to know. <laughs> um, but hey, I had I had somebody involved with the Lawrences tell me one time they're just like, man, they're like Myrtle, like he loves them. Now, obviously, you are financially uh, benefiting from your relationship with Darren, the dad, and Hunter and Jet and the whole family. Um, but but this person was telling me like how much you love them and how much you care about them, which in this day and age isn't doesn't always happen. Uh, take us obviously all being Australian helps a lot, but take us through meeting Darren and repping the family and how that happens. Well, first, first I'll answer that. I care. So that's just because they dealt with that. 
I absolutely love and care about every one of my guys. It money has nothing to do with the care factor or, or whatnot, right? Um, I care, you know, every one of my clients, you know, I, I expect to be their first call, regardless if I need to bring them bail money mm-hmm. or, yeah, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> right? right? And, right. and, and, and uh, and for sure, there's a balance. Sometimes one may get more attention, and it's a, it's a balancing act that that you know that's ever evolving. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean I'm oh I'm at the podium just because this guy won or, or that. Like there there is a genuine. I can't do this job. I don't want to do this job. I'd go sell real estate if I don't care about the guy. And I've represented guys that I kind of just didn't like, and it <laughs> doesn't like doesn't work. You yeah, know, and, yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll be honest, like. Certain guys that just, I gotta like the kid. I gotta love the kid. I right, gotta, right, be, right. I gotta be all in. If not, I can't sell them. I, you, you know, know what? I, I can relate to that a little bit because uh, at at Yamaha, I was I could have stayed another year and worked as a as a factory mechanic, but I was a little over the over the place. And then Red Dog was getting fired, which I would have you know given my left arm for Timmy to have success, right? And yeah. they said you got to work with Voss, Heath Voss, and nothing against Voss. Yeah. I was fine with him, but I'm like, I am, I don't care enough about Voss's results to stay here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have that, to, to, to wrench for the guy. I had to be all in. I had to. I, and I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's like, you got to care. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not bullshitting this, this year. Like I was doing 18 hour days. You know that you can call me at any time and, and whatnot. And, uh, I'm there, like I, I speak to Talon Volan at four in the morning because me and him both get up early before mm-hmm. our phone, phone rings, you know. Yep. So me and Talon it, and and that we talk talk do most of our business before anyone's awake, you know, and, yep. and, and strategize just because it's before the phone rings. But not not to toot my home, but to go on the Lawrences, you yeah. know, um, they lived with me, they have stayed with me. I I represented them when they were living in a camper in, in, in a shed. In, in Europe, mm-hmm. you know, they, yep. they are the rags to riches, so to speak, story, you know, I, w- I wasn't there when it was all, all um, you know, all donuts and champagne and Des Nations wins and GP Moto wins with Hunter. I, I was there um, really early in the, in the, in the piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always had a lot of talent, you know, so I, I was there. You know, I, I was laughed at by a couple of teams when I, I told them about Hunter Lawrence, right? Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and for that fact, Jet Lawrence, like, there, there's a couple of team managers that may listen to this and go, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. gave Myrtle shit, right? You know, that, right. Uh, I, I took, I, I took heat on it for sure, but it was one that that really came uh, came through. Darren Lawrence is is a super dear friend of mine. Uh, I look up to him as a, you know, it's not just a client. It's, it's a different relationship. Like yeah. they live with, they live with the here. So obviously he obviously, seems, like, he seems like, uh, there's so many crazy parents and Darren Lawrence does not seem like one of them at all. No, yeah. no, yeah. no, no. Dad, Darren's one of the best out there, but I'd, I'd have the same relationship with anyone because obviously they're not from here. So when I did bring them over here, it was as a, I really had to take the Lawrence family under my wing and not under my wing, but Wasserman's wing, you know, Scott Lindley, our lawyer, he does a lot for them. And, you know, it's just a different relationship mm-hmm. than being a U.S.-based athlete. The U.S.-based athletes already got their truck. They've already got their house. 
they've already got a social security. They they've already got their LLC set up. Yeah. This this to move a whole family, and you know the Lawrences also have Tate, which is you know they're autistic, you know brother. So it, it's it's a very much a family vibe, but you know. But at the same point, it's very much business. You know, we're, we're friends as well. But, uh, but 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 to be clear, like I, I I believe I have the same relationship with every one of my athletes. Phil would disagree. Well, Phil, okay, um, let's Phil. <laughs> Phil is never happy. He's never, never been happy with one deal you've done, right? No, hate them all. <laughs> hate them all. Every deal you've done, you, of course, on the Pulp Show, people will remember you didn't get him a boot deal. That infuriated yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> no one liked these feet. Like I don't know. Like, right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Phil's one of my one of my best friends in the world. Like we, he's just know, a piece of work. He's incredible. <laughs> no, no, he's the he's one of the best humans. And, and and to be honest, he's everything what's good about motocross. Yeah, and supercross. To be honest, and that that's kind of like why we do this job is is it all isn't going to be overall wins and champagne, private jets and uh, first class tickets, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I started at the bottom in this this whole deal, and I worked my way up. I shouldn't even be where I'm at today, but it was because I I loved guys like that. Like, yeah, me and Phil don't have a podium photo together. We don't have that, but we share way more fun on a Friday night uh, when he ducks out and makes me pay the bill. But that'd be the best dinner I had, you know. In my, yeah, you know, yeah. I, it's it's just different relationships, but. No, I love Phil. I love his thing. He's a scrapper. He could have been born from the same town I'm in. Yeah. He's a scrapper. Yeah, he is. Um, he's, he's, he's from the streets, right? You can tell. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, so I, I think me and you think the same. We, I, yeah. I love him, and, and uh, he deserves everything uh, he's got out of that. And uh, I'm just going to keep him out of the penitentiary system. Yes. Employed in that Employ- system, yeah. not going there for as long as I can. But Let's let's hope so. Um, uh, So Ryan Villapoto is – retired and he is making a ton of money he's got a lot of stuff going on he just switched to canvas he uh has a deal with yamaha you know he's on he got an answer he had an answer deal for a couple of years he uh he's got this uh fight club stuff going on he he's motorsport. Ev- he motorsport right the guys at motorsport he's everywhere Monster. he's everywhere and when he raced we all predicted that he would go and live in a log cabin somewhere and never come out again because he seemed miserable, he he was not happy, and I think you've had a lot to do with him being the people's champion, quote unquote, the greatest retired rider ever. Uh, yeah, we we can't we can't get rid of Ryan Villapoto, and, and I think you have you have a lot to blame for that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I love love Avi. I, I tell you, I'll be honest, like. The moment when I had to, they Ryan wanted to sign with me, and and, and he split with his old management manager. He came. Yeah, he was over working for Bobby Nichols forever, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he came over to me. I, I was, I don't know, like if I was like, holy fuck, this is, you know, sorry about language. If this is the greatest opportunity ever, I was kind of looking at it. Oh, cool. Now I'm right in the public eye to really mess this up you know so you know so it, it was a lot of pressure you know not that i thought i was but it did come with a lot of pressure and, and i really we really really had to knuckle down and, and focus like when i inherited uh ryan he, monster deal wasn't there he was exiting at cowie there was there was turbulence turbulence on every facet like it wasn't like oh i just took villapoto again the view of the public eye and then oh just of course why wouldn't you do straight rhythm yeah why wouldn't you do yamaha why wouldn't you yeah of course wants to keep them you know 
we had to, I had to really knuckle in and, 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 and get into it. Obviously, he's one of the greatest of all times, uh, great, greatest of all time racer, but we weren't racing at the time. Yeah. You know? yep. So how do you, how, where was our angle? Where was the value? Where, mm-hmm. where did we have to go? And, and, so, and, and you had some people that were saying, hey, we'd sign up if he races some supercrosses and nationals, but he, he doesn't want to do that. So you, that's the angle. You were already handcuffed a little bit because RV did not want to come back and even race a partial schedule. I know. Oh, I've tried. Yeah. I've tried, and I'm still going to try. Yeah. I've even tell you, like, I, I've always been big on the comeback. I think you, you know, I throw, we've thrown some posts up, and you text me like, "Stop, just stop, <laughs> just stop." You know, um, you know, like we just kind of found what what made sense, and, and really, you know, leveraged this value within the sport. And and I think the biggest thing was really showing the personal side of Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really converting him from this unobtainium greatest of all time multi-champion that doesn't really relate to anyone mm-hmm. because um, was really kind of finding that, finding where he felt comfortable and then making sure, you know, you know, coming out, coming out with, you know, partnerships with, with current brands, uh, current partners and new partners that really made sense um, to both parties. And, and, and it worked. You know, yeah. and, and it come across, and it was, and it's been nothing but genuine, and and it's been the most fun time ever. Yeah, you know? he's he's phenomenal, and and our yeah. listeners love him, right? Like every, yeah, uh, yeah they love him, and oh, and, I, I yeah. listen too, and I I'm just dying, and then he'll. <laughs> Like when he does those interviews, he'll call me and go, what do you think? What do you think? I'm, like, oh, I'm the best. I'm the fucking best. <laughs> yeah, you know? I know. I know. It's, I'm the best. It's, I, I keep that pulp show going. Yeah, I know. Trust me. I hear it too. You need to pay me, but put me on payroll. Yeah. And, and, then, and then I would be like, how much? He's like, call Mertz. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, uh, 7-Eleven, uh, phone is always always open, uh, always open always for business open. for Ryan Villapoto. Um, no, but listen, I think you deserve some credit for that. He's making a lot of money. He doesn't need a dime. Like he is, you know, he has bajillions in the bank. Uh, uh, he could just sit back and do whatever. And and you've, and he was testing with Yamaha. If you know, Ryan, you probably think he had $10 in his. I know. Right. Totally. Uh, but, but he, he's, uh, he's doing well in post retirement life. And that's really, I think that's a little bit of a tribute to, to you and how you've sold him and what he's done, you know? Yeah, I I appreciate it. I, I think, um, yeah, it's one that that really did work out, um, and it's just a matter of identifying talent, identifying strengths, identifying weaknesses, and, and then you know just sharing the vision, creating that vision that we needed to mm-hmm. for what retired life would be like. Um, he's done it. He he he's done it, and you know taking it taking it the bull by the horns, and uh, yeah. and he I, he's arguably as valuable as he as he was racing as he is now yeah you know yeah it's uh, uh it's pretty and that's, good that's the trick but again it, it starts like a lot of a lot of young budding agents or kids email me or message me and they're like you know it's about identifying talent and then you, understanding how that can make sense to a brand and selling it you know it's not a matter of just where the job is bigger than oh we'll just put the sticker on like mm-hmm. those days yeah those days those days are over yeah you know yeah. it's content it's strategy it's it's everything a marketing plan around them i gotta do something with motorsport here coming up i should i should send you an email or text you after this and see if we can get ryan involved uh, it'd be pretty good yeah so um great company yeah yeah really good company great guys uh so uh 
Max Volan was a curious steal. Two-year deal with Red Bull. Uh, they're getting in the 250 team, obviously, because of the gas gas thing. And, I mean, I had amateur parents. It's actually a three-year deal. Oh, three-year deal. Okay. I had amateur parents tell me, you know, this year. That, that that he's cherry picking. He should be. In, he shouldn't be where he is. Uh, Talon is slow playing his career to rack up championships. Blah blah blah. You know all the typical amateur bullshit. But the point is, yeah, Mertz, from many parents. Yeah, yeah. The point is, Mertz is that everybody was like he doesn't belong in his class, and all of a sudden, boom, he's pro. Um, how much of an issue? How how much? How long did you guys deliberate over making this jump that a lot of people think is too too much too soon? Yeah. Um... They're they're entitled to that opinion, and you know I think if you if you really go down and and, and really spend some time with Max and Talon, you'll realize he is he is the real deal, right? And what ultimately comes down to it, okay, so so we we moved the schedule ahead of ahead of year. Did you guys just want him to do six lap races at Minios? Right. right? Yep. yep. Do you want him to do ten lap? 10-minute 10, 10 motos at these amateur events. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem is, is like, what was going to benefit Max? I need, you know, these kids need to get up there. They're not getting the experience in this amateur program here. This isn't the MX class. That's the problem. Yeah, he could have stayed amateur this year, right, 250B, 250A, whatever he wanted to, but do, does that make him any more ready than he is now next year? And I would say to you, no, it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. He needs... You know, he needs in a no-pressure environment, which is the deal KTM, Roger and Ian did with him. It is a no-pressure. Yeah, obviously, he's got his own pressure uh, and the own expectations yep. that he puts on himself. But he's in a long-term deal. And, and, and I, would, I would quiz anyone and I'd argue anyone, what was Max going to get out of doing these, these, these short amateur events that last all week? You race twice a day. If you're lucky, there, there was no benefit. And, and mm-hmm. it was the same He's following the same trajectory, and I heard the same conversations I heard about Jet Lawrence last year. But oh my God, what are you doing? What are you? Yeah. What are you? What are you doing? I heard the same stuff, and I, and I kept, you know, I kept my clouds close to my chest, and, and you know, and and I and I think it's going to be a very similar story. I, I can't promise any results. I'm not going to yeah, go out on a limb yeah. and say that, but I, I can tell you right now, he's he's going to be the real deal, and he's got a huge career in front in front of him, and and a huge opportunity with. With arguably one of the most successful uh, teams in the pits, um, I, you know, I, I don't see it's not it's not going to fail. And there's a work ethic there. He comes from from a pedigree, uh, a race pedigree that's second to none. So again, I you know I, I understand what people are saying, but I there's not a better alternative. And mm-hmm. you know that uh, well, yeah, and talent, yeah, talent's a smart guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah talent was. Talon was one of my favorite racers growing up, believe it or not, and yeah. I get the chance to work with him. But, yeah, like I said, I think I don't think the question is on, on Max Volan going up, and it's more of a question on that Lucas Myrtle as an agent no longer really values this amateur scene, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to get a whole lot out of having, having these guys continually, you know, if you go ahead and win everything, you cherry pick it. If you go ahead and not win everything, uh, you're not good enough, right? Mm-hmm. It's really not a, a strong yardstick to get in there. And I think if you have that ability, that outstanding ability that a Jet, uh, a Styles, uh, uh, a Max has, we've got to get them in there. We've got to get them racing, you know. Um, and as long as myself does a deal, and there's cr- critique because a lot of kids have come up and not succeeded, right? And there's been a lot of mistakes made 
uh, on those guys' career. Thank God none of those one-and-done guys were any of my clients. Yeah, and, yeah. there's, you know, there's been a lot of mistakes made for sure. There, there has. Yep. And, 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 you know, you know the, the, the biggest thing is is giving these young kids an insurance plan, meaning that they've got years to make it happen, right, and, and that everyone's on the same, same trajectory with them. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, in four years, four years, three years' time, Max will be a Supercross champion, possibly outdoor champion, and people will be like, oh, Oh, yeah, he's the best. Like, right, of course. Right, like, yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Why wouldn't have been Right, you right, know? right. So, um, so, again, my, my issue is amateur motocross, and I don't know what he would have benefited doing five lap races, spending a week, you know, obviously at Minio's and, and, and doing that. And especially Jet, you know, to, to win a five lap race, you, you, you take a lot of risk in those amateur A classes and B classes. Mm-hmm. They have to send it. Like and they're not learning technique. They're not learning the ability well, to race a thirty-five minute motor. They don't race enough, right? That's the yeah. that's that's the thing. They they ride these yeah. four or five mini majors and then and call it a day. So they get outside of Loretta's, they they race an hour a year, outside of Loretta's. Yeah. You know, no, no, for sure, and um, it's a big problem. And the, you know, the Europeans are, are getting stronger. Jet came up when Jet came. Jet went one-one at Assen, uh, EMX class. And then he came over the next race. He raced with mini O's, five lap, yeah, six yeah. Races. yeah, right, six minute races. Yeah, uh, Darren Darren Lawrence was like, uh, "We're going to go back to Europe." Yeah, you yeah, know? and um, then we'll come back. Who's the client you've had that you just didn't gel with? That you that they didn't it didn't happen. You 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 wish you could do better for them. They wished you could do better for them. You didn't gel with the family whatever is is there a do-over out there for you that you oh there's several do-overs like uh, you know i probably just talk for x amount of time and i sound like i have all the answers and and not but no there's a lot of there's a lot of learning involved in it you know that it doesn't stop i'm not perfect every day you know i get to on certain stuff i look like a hero and then certain stuff stuff's out of my control if it's the athlete's personality or uh, just their approach to this ball. I'm not probably not going to name names, but there's certain there, there, there was a certain athlete this year that didn't missed out on a ride, right? And, and I've heard, and we decided like he took a ride, but he didn't need me to do it, nor mm-hmm. did he need me to take a commission on it. But then as I, as I hear, I'm like, oh, they were frustrated. They think you pushed other guys further, and, and it's disappointing to hear. And, and and this guy, I just couldn't sell it. I just like these I, I, people thought he was, you know. He, he was an ogre or he, he, or whatever. Like they just yeah. just couldn't sell this guy. And, and, and I love him and, and I, I liked him a lot, but I just couldn't sell. I couldn't sell him for the for the life of me. And I and I come across and, and, and with all and they have their right to feel like oh this guy got this right or this guy go you know took yep. this. So, so it, it's disappointing. They all can't be home runs. You know, it's like an NFL draft, right? Uh, Chicago, a lot of teams passed on Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and I kind of figure myself in the same boat. You know, it's not always, it's not always ideal for you know if I, if I, I'm in a pretty good position right now. I landed, I landed the plane, and I probably can can go to sleep tonight. You know, with the, with what we've gone through COVID, pretty pretty dang happy with where we live. But right. there is some, there is some that one, and there's been guys I just don't even gel with like and yep. and i'm just like ah just not my kind of athlete yeah. you know and and sometimes it, it, it takes six months to kind of learn that and then just the out you, you've got to be motivated to work with them you know um 
Absolutely. Hey, so from, you know, obviously you're not involved with it, but it, it, the rumor is, is is Blake Baggett is owed some money from the team, and he's off the team. Mm-hmm. He basically just quit. Um, that's probably going to go down the legal road. And and in a case like that, and again, you're not involved with it, but how much of that is going on in our industry? How much of that stuff is? I know you know Travis Preston talked publicly about suing a couple companies that didn't pay him, and he, he got small claim court. You know, he got a little bit of money, and other people, riders I know, are like, you know what? Uh, I could take this guy to court, but my court costs would almost equal what um, what I what I'm owed. Blah blah blah. How much of that is really going on? Do you think? Uh, it's not as much as you think. I probably dealing this year. We probably dealt with Scott Lindley and I probably dealt with probably three collections. You know, okay. where we kind of went down that road. But like honestly, like it, it, you only get into that gray area if you don't contract the right way. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. And that's fortunately, like we kind of talked about how big Wasserman is and why we're a big sports agency, because I have a team behind me that won't allow shady bullshit, you know, gray area right, deals, right. you know, and, and, and that's kind of, you know, I can put down, this, you know, Scott Lindley and our legal group and, and just us as a general, when you get into sure. business, get into business with us, it's done right and it's done the right way. And some people don't want to deal with me. Because it, it, it is a process, but our clients, you know, sign up for that kind of protection. They sign up for, for you know, that ability, right, you know. Right. And so I can't talk on the Blake Baggett thing. Um, I really don't know that much about it. Otherwise, I probably heard the same stuff you have. And yeah. I'm sure. Well, I was just talking that, more in general, like as far as in our industry, does that happen a lot? But you, yeah, yeah. You, you say not really. Not, 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 yeah. not a great deal. Like if you, for us, it, it, it's very minimal, right. minimal, right. You, you know, uh, I'd say one out of a thousand deals may get, get to a right. collection point or whatnot, only because it's being papered up the correct way. Right. Now I've um, talked about a little bit, uh, about how I went in on an insurance policy with RJ Hampshire, uh, for the year and it didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed has talked about how he just crushed it right in 2009 with an insurance agent, yeah. with an insurance deal. It's more and more popular. How popular are these things, do you think, where a sponsor or a writer themselves or somebody says to uh, Lloyds of London, uh, I, I'm going to pay down this policy and I believe this rider will get these number of wins or these number of top threes or top, whatever the deal is, and I'm going to hope to cash out. How, how common are those, do you think? Um, I think I brought it back, to be honest, Steve. I think, <laughs> I think you can agree. I, I think I kind of... I think it was really big in the 2000s, you yep, know, early yep. 2000s, mid 2000s. Yeah, uh, yeah, Chad. I mean, I think, Chad talked about, you know, he. Uh, I yeah. want to say he collected a couple million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I know the teams are always like uh, for the public to know, like the million dollar bonuses and and the bonuses. They're all insured, yep, right? Yeah. Depending depending on the athlete, like Ryan Villapoto become uninsurable, right? You know, Tomac, Tomac's uninsurable, yeah, Tomac, right? right. Yeah, un- uninsurable. So then it comes out. So the teams have been doing it for a long time. You know, no one wants to sign up and then, you know, like Genova, his worst nightmare would be if it was out of his own pocket. The guy yeah. won 17 races in a row and a million dollar championship. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. won, but at what cost? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you, you know, so, um, so I kind of feel like I haven't heard a lot about it. And then I um, start, uh, you know, not big known myself, like a lot of it's, you know, within us, but I've been pushing it pretty hard, Mm -hmm. like looking at policies. It's, um, you know, it's 
they all look good. It's it's a very difficult sport to do do it on. Um, um, yeah, certain policies like make sense, and you only get one year of it making sense before yeah, it becomes. Before, yeah. it, it either pays off or yeah. it, it, uh, or or it uh, runs aground. So, no, I I think there, you know, there's more and more, more and more of the. Well, I think I think RJ should have kept riding with his torn ACL. That's what I, I vote strongly in that, especially the way that it went south with J-Mart leaving the series and everything. So I would like a. I would like to contact Lloyds of London uh, if you can for me, represent me for that, and uh, and and complain about I, it. So, did I, I? I thought the same thing. But, <laughs> you know, it's not not our body, and yeah. it wasn't. You know, but yeah, we were in that together. Um, hey, uh, uh, you represented J- Jeremy Martin uh, and Alex, like you said, and yep. you were one of the guys that was fighting hard for Jeremy when he was fighting with Star. And you don't need to get into. You can get into as much detail as you want, but I just the simple question for you is: Can you believe that Bobby Reagan and Jeremy Martin are working together again? <laughs> can you believe this? No, no. <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> no. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, no, good for Jeremy. Yeah, good no. Hey, Jeremy. listen, uh, I mean, winners, I mean, winners like, make funny, funny bedfellows, right? Uh, like yeah. I said, what you know, we we race to win, and and. You know, that's to, for me. That's water on, off the duck's back now. Like that was a long time ago. It was a very, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know. Probably looking back in hindsight, I think it was a very toxic relationship with blame on both both people. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, I, and I'm sure that's where those guys probably got to an agreement and just going, okay, let bygones be got bygones, and uh, I want to win, you want to win, let's get married. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I'm glad it worked out for Jeremy. Um, yeah, but yeah, that probably took a few years off my life, that that whole situation (laughs) back there. And, and, you know, I, uh, I, I stuck by him and I I did a lot, lot, lot for him. And I thought the world, think the world of him, um, at that point, you know, what's the biggest mistake you see made by riders and teams, uh, riders and families, uh, or teams and managers, what's the. What's the biggest mistake you've seen? Mistakes. Ooh. It's hard to pinpoint one. Okay. Uh, yep. Thinking we're family. <laughs> yeah, thinking yeah. these guys are your best friends. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We're best friends. Like, no, it's cool. Uh, you know, like this is, uh, you know, and nothing against the teams or whatnot, but this this is professional sports, right? Yep, yep. The, 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 this is a business, right? And you're paid to to deliver, mm-hmm. and the teams spend a lot of lot of money to to get results, and they have people to answer with. But like that, um, you know, I think it, it goes from anyone from from a young amateur amateur coming into the pro ranks to Ryan Villapoto. They they realize that this is, is strictly a business. Yep. Right? Right. They're paid they're paid to do a job and when that job's done, if it's either succeeded, we continue the relationship. If it isn't done, it, it's over. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah. and 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 like you know, the big part of, of me representing a lot of these young athletes as they come up is really acknowledging the fact that mom and dad like this is a business and and you got to approach it that way and you know secure secure your child or your son or you know the best shot at succeeding you know mm-hmm. so and ultimately it's it's a it's a lot of um dumbfounded trust or ignorance yeah, yeah. Or, or 
or blinders on that no no we just won out Loretta's everything's going to be fine we're just signing it they love us you know <laughs> well that 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 can change you know and, uh-huh. and if you you know I, I think I think every young kid in that position needs representation um uh to 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 navigate those first deals are the most critical it's make or break and anyone who who approaches those first first deals that that that, that they're not make or break. You're fooling yourself. That these young deals, these first deals, leaving mm-hmm. Loretta's or EMX to MX2 to whatever. You know, these are so critical because if you're on the wrong one, or the expectation, or, or uh, you know, everyone's getting into the bed in the bed with each other with the wrong expectation. These things can't fail in year two. You know, mm-hmm. they yeah. absolutely can't. And, and that's really through communication and, and understanding what we're all getting into, not just because, oh, my God, they think we're the greatest because I just won the A class. You right, know? right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that love affair, that, that, that love affair dims real quick once yeah. you're racing 40 other riders, 35 plus minutes, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got to be honest, uh, early on, Myrtle, I was not a fan of yours. And and uh, and we become friends now, and, and you know I admire some of the stuff that you you've talked about honestly, uh, good and bad, and and everything else. And one of the reasons why I or the reason why I, I wasn't a fan was because I, when Jeff Ward Racing came in, mm-hmm. I I had a lot of people that were involved with that team, either as mechanics or or as sponsors or whatever. And it was Josh Grant, and I don't remember who else it was, but it just went sideways, and and a lot yeah. of people pointed fingers at you. Uh, and of course, it wasn't all you, but that that was that left a, neg- a negative impression to me. Um, and then, you know, at, at some point, you kind of told me the story a little bit. And as much as you want to get into uh, no. uh, what 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 kind of went south there with with you, and that was one of your first things that you did in America. Yeah, it, it was it was it, it was it was ambitious, right? It was shooting for the stars. I, I think I was twenty six at the time, super young, right? Mm-hmm. And me and Jeff Ward got together and then Mike Kranjak and, you know, money guy on the team. Uh, unfortunately, I, I did a lot of the work on there and uh, and it was the same figurehead, right? I, I wasn't the one making the decision on it. I really didn't have any control. Um, if there's a do-over, do I take that do-over? No, it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about this industry. I thought everyone loved me right i thought i was doing great i think we we did a great job on it uh, uh on it but ultimately what that all fell down to is there was someone in the background paying the bills do making the decisions but didn't want to be a, 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 a the fall guy and eventually pulled the rug under a lot of people it mm-hmm. wasn't on it wasn't on what lucas myrtle said right right i was just kind of you know blindly dumbly passing you know yep. pushing pushing a train down a track that that was going off a cliff right <laughs> and, and, and it's one of those things that i remember when that all fell over i i couldn't get out of bed i thought i was done i, I mean i took a I took a part-time job after that like did you really yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was done i i felt like i failed i felt like the world was, you know what i mean but yeah. like I think a part of any great success story, you've got to trip, you've got to fall. But it, it taught me a lot. I met a lot of great people in that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, I put myself in a real vulnerable position that I had no control over. Yeah, and that yeah. was the key mistake that I made on that. And and you know, like times passed, and we can all talk about it. 
but yeah, I, I was. I, I don't think I got out of bed for three months. You know, I, I, I was depressed. I thought my world had ended. I thought everything I worked for was just destroyed. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was misconceptions, and 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 ultimately, when one of those things falls over, right? There's a blame game. And here's the young twenty-six-year-old. 27 year old that just they it just piled on right well because also too you were new right so you didn't have a background of success as an as, no, as the guy no for sure and like i said it, it was one of those things that i would never sign up for now until everyone had exposure right but i i essentially put myself front and center i i and look i'm pretty dang proud of what what i did right mm-hmm. like obviously the ending was 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 a train wreck right right, right. but like that was a team that they, we bought the bikes. They, well, they bought the bikes off Temecula Motorsport, right? Um, um, and they podiumed at, I think it was St. Louis, and podiumed at Steel City or, or, or one of those rounds. Like, yep. that could, like, I did that in my first year trying to do it. You know, there's teams out there still trying to get that done. And, and, I, and I'm not putting that like, oh, I was great. Uh, again, I wasn't the main guy. I was yeah, just yeah. there that, that was you know, trying to do it. I didn't run the mechanics or the team or whatnot. I just put two people together, Mike Kraniak and Jeff Ward, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they they went about it, you know. Do I do it again? Like, if I could go back in time, man, I wouldn't. But I don't also – the lessons I learned made me the person I was today and yeah. the bounce back from that that kick in the balls and, and that failure made me, mm-hmm. you know, a better father, a better agent, uh, I, you know, really, really gave me that, you know, to bounce sure. back and, and rebuild and, and do it differently because I was young. Like I just, you know, yeah. I see, and, and then you look at hindsight, like JGR's gone now, RCH went, you know, uh, Geico's gone. It, it's a, it's ridiculously tough to own a team and, and it's ridiculously tough to depend on one person to pay the bills, it, meaning if it's Geico or if it's Koi or if it's uh, a Mike Kraniak or whatnot. I love all those people. They do great and I'm not discounting what they've done, but this it's a fickle thing. And when these things do fall apart, it, it's ugly. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. It's, and look, look it, hey, I got fired from a couple jobs, so I can relate. Like, I, I was going to yeah. be a factory mechanic, and I made it on two different factory teams. But along that way, I got fired a couple times, <laughs> and uh, that didn't feel so good, you know. So. No, no, for sure. And, 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 like, I thought, oh, everyone thinks I'm this and that. And that. But I kind of sat, sat back to myself, and I, I sulked, or, you know, I, I went through it, and I said, Lash, I went and took a part-time job just to make sure I could, you know. And I didn't earn a cent out of that thing either. Right. Oh yeah. I didn't, yeah. yeah I, and that's the worst thing. That's probably the worst thing. Is like uh, everyone else did good. I wish I at least pulled two hundred and fifty k out of the thing, and then people hated me. I'd be like, oh, well, this is money. Yeah. No, I left that thing broker than I started. And it was, <laughs> so uh, again, there was so many mistakes on my part. Right. But then, and then I, you know, I took a part time job. I was still representing X Games action sports guys, mm-hmm. and, and, and it was just this like. Honestly, it was just this reality check where, like, you know, Mertz, you're either going to fucking do this, and, and I'm using, using profanity, you're yeah. either going to fucking do this and come back and, and, and win at this thing and do what you're meant to do and, mm-hmm. and be the best at it, or you can, or everyone, what they're saying or, or their opinions or whatever, yeah. like, they're right. They're right about you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so you can either you, you hit that fork road, you know, fork yeah. in the road, and you got to take that thing. And it was a reality. 
it was it was a it was a disappointing. I'm proud sure. of what I I'm proud of what I did and how I went in and attacked it because I wouldn't be where I am today without that that attitude and approach. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a circumstance. You you'd lay it up way different. You yeah, know? And, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I can I can relate, man, for sure. Uh, for all the stuff that I was just saying, like you have to fail to to know what you did and to be stronger. And it, yeah. you know, you 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 and also too coming from my side of things, I've been in the in the pit since 1996. And I've seen a lot of guys come and go, uh, you know, in that position that you were at in Wardy. Uh, now I'm trying to justify me not liking you, Myrtle. But, um, you know, where I'm just like this, this guy, you know, like, look at that Amschultz guy. I mean, just a clown, right? In and gone now. And and there's been all these guys that have come in and, and they're gone. And you're just like, oh, fucking, just another one of these dudes. So I give you a ton of credit for, yeah, for doing all the stuff that you said and, and rebuilding yourself and taking that fork in the road and, and you know, being successful in the industry. Yeah, it. You, you you look at that time and, and you know it and you're like oh man like took the it took the hair out of your life like, <laughs> oh man <laughs> I thought I was doing so good and I thought I had all these friends and I uh, like I you said doing, you didn't even make any money either <laughs> and I didn't make any money like you know like people can say what well, you know yeah. I don't you know it, it was just one of those deals and, yeah you know and, and, and essentially, you become the fall guy, and you know oh, was this, and there was there was a lot of mistruths, and mm-hmm. there was there was you know. Do you, you know. do you have relationships with managers and owners out there that is like adversarial? Like you're like oh this fucking guy, like I, like I gotta get I gotta get Hayes a ride with this guy, or I gotta I gotta call this guy about um you know Schmoda. And and he hates me, and I kind of don't like him. And, and here we go. Like, do you have that with a few people? Because uh, yeah, I mean, it's all negotiations. You're you're yeah, it's business. You know, yeah, it's, it's business. It's, but it's, but I mean, I have I have a couple people that I'm just like I, I can't stand this guy, and I got to call him. You know what I mean? I, so do you I, have I that? I oh for sure. We we there, there's certain people that would go and tell you right now, fucking Myrtle. Right, Fuck, right. I can't believe I have to deal with Myrtle. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's either due to I have what they want mm-hmm. and they can't get it without going through me. And that's a frustration, which I could understand. Um, they have it because, you know, whatever reason, maybe they love, you know, a lot of people don't have self accountability and I'm not naming people or pointing the finger or saying I'm perfect. Whatnot. Yeah. But a lot of people don't just go, oh, I missed that deal because I just didn't do enough. Right. 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 It's always, I, some, I, it's always somebody else's fault. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so there's a lot and that's just human nature. And, and if you work at a, if you worked in an office, right? Like Greg from accounting might hate, you know, you know, but, but I, I'd like to think that it always comes around. And, and I think this industry shows that like, you know, it, it's good to have a bit of a short term memory. Right. Um, and I've had to learn that because I was probably, you know, uh, I, I still more, need, Hey, I still need to learn that Myrtle. I still need, yeah, I, yeah. I, I carry and, some long grudges, man. For sure, and and I'm I'm the same. But like as you get as I got older, and and, and I have two daughters and and whatnot, I realize what really matters in this world. Being, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to act their certain way, and it's stuff we can't control. Like I can't control, and you know, I, I represent the athlete, and you know, and I, I honestly think that as an agent, you shouldn't be loved. You yeah, shouldn't. Hey, I think that way as a media guy. If everybody loves me as a media guy, I'm not doing it right. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think as an agent, like, I was only just kind of talking. Like, I go into every meeting knowing, like, for my athletes, this could turn into a bar fight. Walking into a bar, <laughs> you don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm prepared to go to any length 
for my athletes. Don't get me wrong, and that and, and that could be contentious for, for some who have to deal with me. But I, I'm not. If I wanted to be popular, I'd sell ice cream at the beach. I've said that before, right? <laughs> like uh, I, I, I'm here to do one job, and that's that's the best job for my clients, and and ensure that their career has is profitable. And they're in a, and more than profitable, they're in a position to succeed. And you know, it takes a little friction to make a fire. Uh, we, I, my job's not to be loved. I, and I think every one of my clients will would you know, they don't want me in that position. Once they get into it and, and start learning how this business or any professional sports mm-hmm. as a business works, I, and I'm sure it's for your business. There's there's other podcasts out there. There's people that their opinions on you. There's opinions. There's people going after your sponsors. It's it, it's an, it's aggressive to live in 2020. You know, yeah, we just yeah. survived the pandemic. It it's aggressive. It, it, it's um you've got to you've got to believe in what you do 100 percent and and you don't sway on that. You know, and yeah. and some people will fucking hate that, uh, and some people will respect it. You know. I respect it. I, I, I'd rather the guy that, that would punch me in the nose than right. than high five me and then t- tell the guys in the next rig I'm a wanker. You know. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't worry me now. But I will be honest. Back in the early day, I'd walk around all fired up and, right, and, and right. ready for battle. But now I'm just prepared to do what's right in the for my client. And I understand. And I've been doing this a long time now. And I've got a lot of clients that you know I know what's right and what's wrong. And you know. It's a pretty clear line um, when I deal with people on that. You, uh, you're also one of the few guys that goes to a lot of races. You're at a Every lot race. of races and, uh, and, and, and a lot of agents you never see. Yeah. So. Oh, you'll, you'll see them when they win and they're yeah, trying yeah. to work out how to get to the pits and then yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> getting their Cole Hans dirty. Hey, I had an agent come up to me one time. I shouldn't name his name, but I'm not going to. Guy comes up to me and goes, dude. You should, hey, you should hire this guy, or not hire, you should have this guy on your show. Like, he's awesome. He, he You keep an eye on him. He's going to get a ride. Uh, you know, I love him. I love him. He's just the greatest guy. I'm like, how's he doing? And uh, the guy's like, what, what do you mean? I said, well, he broke his leg last practice. And the guy just bolted, dude. <laughs> I love this guy. He's awesome, oh, Mathis. Good. Yeah, he broke his leg. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, true story. I'm like fucking agents. Fucking agents. Oh, dude. Yeah. That that one's that's classic. I'll text I mean, you the guy's name when we hang up. Yeah, but, uh, I think I know who it would be. <laughs> probably. But yeah, uh, I, uh, I I love it. I'm into that guy too. Like, <laughs> I'm into it. I, I love it. I love I love a good story like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Hey, how's yeah. he doing? He broke his leg. What? Boom, gone. <laughs> um, no, we'll, we'll, hey, as he's running away, we'll get him on the, after surgery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. We'll get him on after surgery. Yeah. Like, you gotta love the hustle. Yeah, I know, uh, yeah, you do. Um well no, and and you know, uh um uh you know, there's been riders that haven't talked to me and don't like me and run their mouths about me, and I've gone to the guy's agent, you know, and I've been like, Hey man. We got to figure something out. Like, I don't really like your guy. He doesn't really like me, but I have a huge platform and we should do some. We should try to fix this uh, somehow because it would be good for me and it'd be good for your client. And, and I've had this guy just do nothing, just laugh like they don't care. 
and I, and that's never and Mertz, you would never do that. I know you wouldn't. Um, you'd be like, okay, what do we got to do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I, and and I'm not just saying it because it's self serving for me. But I, I think as an agent, that's your job. That's one of your jobs. And this, this guy just laughed and thought it was funny. And I'm like, okay, cool, right on. You know. But and I like the guy. But I'm just like, I don't think he's doing his client a service. Yeah, um, yeah. A big part is really navigating that, and, and I think a big part of my the role is is taking these kids from, from from young kids through to becoming adults. And it's you know, you teach them maturity, you teach them social presence and understanding situations which you know racing amateurs in, in you know in motorhomes from the age of nine to doesn't really genuinely teach you know a, right. lot, of life, <laughs> a lot of life skills or problem solving no, skills no that, actually teaches none yeah zero yeah, yeah yeah so so a big part of my job i'd like to think is is that you know you can help certain guys through life and and make it through so uh, on, on that kind of situation i you know i think i've i've, I've I've put guys on your show that haven't liked you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for the fact, me, we've we've had our differences. Or no, not really. But like, it's just honesty. You yeah, know? And, yeah. And if you can't handle someone that's honest, you're not my kind of person. You know, like like I said, and um, I think the world needs more of it. Um, but like, I think it just comes down to you know. If you be honest, you're you're good, and yeah. you got to teach these young yeah. kids. Hey, people are gonna have opinion because you you take you you you're a public figure, you're a public af- athlete. It's not gonna be all you know um, ticket tape parades and uh, yeah. adoration. Yeah. You know, no, yeah, you know half half the people who follow you on Instagram, and I tell my athletes, like, half the people on the Instagram, like three quarters of the people on your Instagram aren't there to see you succeed. They're there, they're there front row to watch the fall. You yeah. know, yeah. And, yeah. and that's just as a society of you know, if it bleeds, it leads. If it's uh, you know, yeah, you, you, everyone watches UFC not to watch it go all the way to the end, right? And go to a judge's decision. We watch UFC. You want someone? You want someone getting knocked out? You want a highlight? And and, and the general public is, is the same way. They want a headline. They want to. They want something to uh, to. Um, discuss and, yeah. and you can either you can either avoid that or my kind of role my me as an agent i want to embrace that if they're not talking about you is when you worry mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. good or bad you know yeah you know um yeah, so. well listen if one of your jobs when you walk into a manager is is you know in a you might be in a bar fight you were fucking patrick swayze in roadhouse with the with the alex martin contract good work Good work on that. <laughs> uh, Alex, Alex did well. He deserved it. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, he, deserved it. he did great. Uh, all right. Well, hey, thanks, Mertz. Do, do, do we touch on everything? Do we have anything else? Yeah, I think we're pretty good. Okay. All right. Pretty good. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast uh, presented by Renthal and Maxis, of course. Thanks for the time, Mertz. Thanks for being honest. Uh, uh, nice to give my listeners a, leak, uh, a peek behind the curtain. Uh, of yeah. kind of what goes on a little bit and uh, and thanks man and we'll talk soon I'm sure 28th 28th you're in yeah I think the A-team's coming okay sweet I can't wait fantastic yeah, yeah perfect no I appreciate the okay. time and um, anytime Thank sounds you. good thanks man bye have a good evening see ya bye thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show 
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey.